strength It's a sword of power Sword of power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings Super. The fans were looking for little guys. <laughs> where, where are my little guys? They were saying, and everyone <laughs> was saying it. But what if will they be here this time? Find out this week on Balling Out Super. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Balling Out Super. 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 Super duper on the weekend. I'm oh. <laughs> I'm Katie Rosleon. <laughs> I'm Katie Rosleon, and with me as always is my ultra supporter white knight Alec ally Alex Patak. Hey everyone, I'm just a little guy. <laughs> I'm having trouble speaking today, everybody. And uh, Mongolian real estate magate, uh, Chris Wade. Hello. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So it's Sunday, so I'm having trouble speaking. So right. just keep that in mind for this it's recording. It's a tragic uh, <laughs> curse that one day of the week saps you of all vocal processes. <laughs> I went to the dentist for the first time in longer than i like to admit and um they fixed my permanent retainer which is great except now i am lisping more than normal so enjoy that recording friends You're recalibrating <laughs> to the new hardware in your uh yeah. in your mouth <laughs> i'm starting to lisp just from not wearing a retainer for a long enough period of time which i did not know was going to happen you have adult onset lisp I have adult onset lisp. It's very subtle, but as someone who listens to uh, myself in slow motion for four to five hours a week, I've caught on to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've also been feeling like, for whatever reason, maybe just from doing it too much, that as I have been recording myself more this year, I'm somehow getting worse at talking. Oh, yeah, that's part of it. It's like, uh, have you ever heard like an echo of yourself? Uh, two seconds behind when you start talking and oh, yeah. like, it just shuts off your brain patterns ability to form sentences. Absolutely. <laughs> I know that feeling very, very well. I think physically it's the same pattern, but through a different time dilation. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I, I get what you're saying. It's very scientific. I'm, uh, I've got the doctor briefs glasses on and you see <laughs> a computer in the reflection and you're I'm, pulling uh, up schematics. Yeah. Dr. Briefs, big episode for him. We can't talk about it yet. I wish we could. <laughs> but right now, nah. what the fuck is up, you Starting guys? With what the fuck is up? And I'm going to throw it back to Katie, who texted me last night. Do you want to come out to a party? It's time to party. And then I said, tell me more. And never <laughs> heard from her again. Oh, weak. <laughs> Oh, I was just drunk. I didn't actually have anything to go to. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> As much as I do want to party with you, you do live like 45 minutes away from me. So I was going to, I yeah. was like, it's going to have to be a good pitch. 
I was just Let's at this bar. This no, it wasn't. I, I was just drunk and I was at a bar I go to that's usually pretty queer, but these uh like straight middle-aged people were throwing a surprise party and I was angry about it. Like roller dance. <laughs> you were tweeting about it. It was roller dance. There was roller dance? No, it was Ro- just at a All Night Skate, which is a bar that has a roller skating name in it, but it's just a bar. Could you oh. skate in the bar if you wanted to? Would they make you take off your skates if you came in that no, way? No, you get a discount if you show up with your skates. Is that it's true? It's a great deal. Yes, it is. Cool. <laughs> what are we encouraging here? A bar with no roller rink, but you get a discount for skates. It's uh, Brooklyn, baby. What can I say? <laughs> it's Brooklyn, baby. The Big Apple. <laughs> well, folks, you gotta love this great city we live in and the uh, the world today. We got around fifteen minutes before I talk just about Cell Junior. Oh God! <laughs> for an hour, my new favorite character in Dragon Ball Z. I hate the Cell Juniors. You hate them, but they're they're so charming. No, they're <laughs> demonic. I I hate their little annoying voices. I hate their taunting mouth faces. Don't don't you think that they want you to hate them, and in that way, they're kind of like rascals? Oh, I have a whole theory on on why the small cells are so unnerving, but we 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 can save it. Yeah, are we are we going in order? Because I mean, the, the, that that whole sequence is just like I I have it imprinted on my brain from when I watch this series like <laughs> in sixth or seventh grade or whatever the the cell birthing sequence i think the the one thing that they do that's supposed to make you think they're bad is they come out and they're already laughing mate <laughs> they're, they're having, having a laugh they're having a laugh straight out the womb they don't even know who you are yet and they are already condescending chuckling at their superiority they are granted existence and just lose it right away <laughs> Um, well, I've written down some important questions that we can tackle on the way uh, t- to our Dragon Ball recap, because I did think, while maybe the actual text of this episode deserves its own segment, there is enough in the themes that deserve uh, uh, more thought. And okay. I would love to hear from Chris on some of these ideas. Uh, okay. Number one, uh, if you had a bomb in you, would you take it out? <laughs> oh, Ooh. this is a great question. Now, can it's I? One of the tough questions. Now, it seems like sixteen can detonate this bomb at will, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So, I guess like if it's at will uh, and could not have any chance of being oct- activated by an outside source, I guess I would leave it in just to feel its power. But I don't think I would ever be tempted to use it. In this hypothetical, are we born with the bomb, or is the bomb placed inside of us? So if you're given the Android 16 bomb, keep in mind he's an Android, but uh, he's he's not converted from a uh, sturdy teen like 17 <laughs> and 18 are. So he was born like that. So Which he's is born to say, with the bomb. He's, he has the bomb function, but he is missing other functions. Specifically, I feel like, and this is this is just a a, a gut feeling, but that the way he activates a bomb would be like the way you use your processes that he doesn't have. So it's probably for him, like the feeling of like when it's time to take a huge shit and then you like squeeze. But okay. for him, that squeeze activates the self-destruct. Bomb. I mean, he is doing some squeezing with the bomb. He makes the would same it, sound. That's what yeah. made me think. <laughs> would it be like... <laughs> 
like your your appendix or something where it's like something you just kind of have inside of you but at any moment it could like turn on you the appendix kind of is a bomb in that way it's the the bomb of man (laughs) it's not good for getting anybody else uh i also think that the bomb thing could be a metaphor for uh let's say a male performance issues where you're like, uh-huh. I'm powering up, and I'm I'm gonna do it, and then somebody's like, Act- actually, that doesn't work in you anymore. Yeah, no. JK. <laughs> it seemed bad. I took it out. <laughs> yeah, we uh we uh put you on SSRI, so now you don't get them. Android 16. No one told you your bomb was repressed. <laughs> <laughs> it does cut into a real phenomenon, which is going under for surgery is terrifying because. You're just trusting a whole squad to just have at your your body. Definitely there. not one of my many intense fears I have. <laughs> I don't remember if I've talked about this on the show or not. Uh, when I was 20, in order to fix something with my jaw, I had this invasive surgery where they cut my top jaw off. Off? And then like yeah. moved it and stapled it back in. Alex had to, in front of my face. He got a different face when he was 20. Would you say that I you had, got your face off? I, yeah, I was face off. I look <laughs> he, like Nicolas Cage now. <laughs> he literally was face off. There's some, some uh, other guy out there. <laughs> He's really pissed about you having his chin. Shit, who's the other guy in face off? John Travolta. John Travolta. Right, before I looked like John Travolta. That's what I wanted to say. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, while I was under uh, this like extremely already like super invasive process that like I essentially got bullied into by the uh, the Boston medical team shouts out to them <laughs> while I was under they also fixed a deviated septum I didn't know I had but they never told you about that ahead of time no they were just like we were in there we were like why <laughs> so we, not we're so we did some nose nose stuff as well now so did you feel violated by that even if it was technically better that Wait. they just even did something without uh, you asking. Wait, did you have to pay for that? Uh, I don't know. It's all it's all good. What the fuck? <laughs> it's all taken care of. The thing is, my mom worked at the hospital, and these were like her buddies or whatever. Oh, so, so I think so there they was were... a lot of like handshaking happening. Oh, so this like... is an off the books boy face surgery <laughs> we're talking about. So you were essentially like. It's like when you're friends with a bartender and they give you a free shot except they fix your nose. It is exactly nose. It. <laughs> But they fix your deviated septum while they're chopping Yo, it can off. your mom hook me up? Because I got problems. <laughs> yeah, I'm just imagining your mom like going in there like right as they're putting the gas mask on to put you under and be like, yo, just, just give him the works. <laughs> Does she know any plastic surgeons? Because I'm in my 30s, so. Uh, she works in pediatrics, but I got to imagine some of these kids are ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the the thing is, like, yeah, I was under, and I didn't mind that, like, they saw a bad thing and then fixed it, except that I already, like, couldn't breathe through my mouth because they they done whacked me open right mm-hmm. and then because they did the nose thing for like 10 days after i got the surgery i couldn't breathe through like my mouth or nose so well. how did you how did you do that like a like, like a, like a beached whale a lot of gasping like, yeah a lot of like <laughs> <laughs> 
they pitched me on it and I was all for it in theory. And then it happened. And I was like, I don't know why I signed up for this. This is the most pain I've ever been in in my life. But did they bomb you or debomb you? And they took my bomb out too. And that's why I bring this up is <laughs> This is it's just like one of those perfect gonna... Dragon Ball Z type plots where it's like from one episode to the other is like I have a bomb inside me and I'm this is going to be the final destruction of Cell and then like the next episode is like actually you never had a bomb inside you. Android 16, don't you know? You don't have a bomb. Oh damn. I oh. Oh shit. Oh fuck. I like uh I how just assumed. It's it's like easily a Fox News conspiracy where it's like every member of the United States is born with a bomb in them and then the doctors <laughs> come and vaccinate you for smallpox and polio and take your bomb away. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, and your foreskin. And what are you going to do about that? These these liberal activist doctors are taking out all our man bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, there's a bomb in the foreskin. <laughs> yeah, I, the thing, it is a classic Dragon Ball situation where from a doctor's perspective, uh, why would you need a bomb in there? Of course I'm going to take that out. But then the second they let him out there, you know, he's just trying to use that bomb. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you would you have, have never suspected that he would, was going to use the bomb for good. This yeah, is like a right. killing baby Hitler type thing of being like, if you had an evil android with a bomb in it, uh, on your operating table, would you take the bomb out? Okay, yeah. but wonder if he's going to use the bomb to save the world. Now what? Yeah, you Have you considered up. he's a, a Valorant battle bot? <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> Have you piece considered that he might learn to love the birds and the trees? Devil's advocate, <laughs> what if your Hitler devil robot loves flowers? By the way, by the way, do you think this is a Dragon Ball Z Kai edit or this is just not in the original show either? The development of him growing to love the birds and trees barely in the show. It's it's in there a couple of times, but yeah, no, that is a Dragon Ball Kai edit thing. There used Real to be a lot more of it. Being like, by the way, I am nuts for those birds. So I, I watched the original Dragon Ball Z in um, uh, like... Cartoon Network edits, and my understanding is Kai is like a cut down that takes out like what, like twenty percent of just like static shots of robots looking at flowers and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, you know what, what that is when that would happen. Yeah, <laughs> but also some of the stuff they take out makes things a little uh, clunky. So it, it's been a real mixed bag, in my opinion. It's true. I uh, we are cutting into the show a little bit. I have more of these questions here. What other uh, uh, questions do you have, Alex? This is kind of a philosophy exercise. Uh, if there okay. was a junior of you, what would it do? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if you were able to like butt off like smaller versions of yourself, yeah, like if you could use your tail to open up like a vacuum hose and oh, shoot God. out a small Katie. I really fucking hate when his fucking stinger prolapses and like shoots out. Oh, the set shoots oh. out I didn't like at the end when it looked empty. That was the <laughs> grossest part. Cell's just like mad gross. He is like whenever gross. he's using that little tail thing, it's just disgusting. That's why um, he affects a British accent. So you forget. <laughs> I have very publicly talked about how I don't want kids, and uh, but I feel like this is a really good example because I feel like a bunch of Katies would just be fucking useless. Like I'd be like, "Could you please help me 
make these podcasts or something and they just be like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to. Like, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, I have to assume that my mini, my mini me's would be uh, just as enthusiastic and uh, of podcast editors as I would. So my, it would only increase my output. My, my podcast yeah, output say- would become so powerful. You're like the opposite of Katie in that a team of Chris Wade's could really become really get a cooperative enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I would I would really have something here. Maybe not in quality, but just sheer quantity of pods. It would be um unstoppable. Yeah. Right. Your your own network. Yeah. I would say my like thirst trap game would go up by a thousand because I would oh have someone to, able tiny to like Katie thirst traps. No, because like I'd have someone to hold the light the and like and the camera and like you know, their crew. Like, then yeah, you think yeah. they're gonna want to be the star. It's just yeah, uh, I mean, little ones of you like setting up dolly tracks to get like rotating uh, like video <laughs> portraits of well, you. Well, I mean, Cell posits that they're all very loyal to him, so I'm imagining that they would want to support me for the greater good. <laughs> for the, the they all seem like KRL really project. Yeah. I think my juniors be eaten and they're out there and they're always having a munch and uh, they're eating so much. We form a little cheesecake restaurant. We call it juniors, folks. <laughs> it's a bit of a New York City, uh, New York City nod to one of the classics, juniors cheesecake. And that's that's what it would be like if I had juniors. The thing is, all your juniors would be too busy playing like card games on their card phone. games, microtransaction card games. We all have it, but in a group, it's harder to do that. Like you can get started, <laughs> but the social pressure to keep playing when people are like, yeah, we're going to bus or whatever, it's much harder to do. Uh, could you have your juniors grind out like through the, uh, the, the leveling up parts or, uh, you know, I, I have no idea what these micro, what these microtransaction card games are, but you know, theoretically, if you're just uh, uh, getting getting your juniors to do the busy work part of it, and then you can play the big big games. That's a great question, Chris. Um, I do not believe Riot Games allows you to share an account in that function, but once you have a team ready, it's very easy to then kind of have a great gaming house kind of prepared mm. so you can get ready for tournaments. You can run scrims. You can look at the data together. Something you know, not really fun to do by yourself. Uh, yeah, you could start like a gaming house. I don't think I talked about this last week. I tried to enter a, a Legends of Runeterra tournament <laughs> for the first time, and Alex. Uh, you have to go on Discord and like sign up for stuff. And I couldn't figure it out, and they kicked me out of the tournament. <laughs> Uh, that, that's, that is gatekeeping. That is, uh, putting unnecessary barriers to entry. Uh, and they should be canceled. It's ageism and it's wrong. It's not (laughs) wrong to be 30. It's beautiful. (laughs) You shouldn't kick me out of your card tournament. That's why you and I have to both get plastic surgery. So we look 22 (laughs) so we can play a legends of Ruterra card game tournaments. Finally, finally. I'm going to give it another three or four tries to figure out the Discord app, and then I'm going to be busting through to the other side, baby. <laughs> I do remember the first time I ever opened Discord that its interface felt complicated enough that I also had the feeling of like, oh, this is designed to keep olds like me out of this space. It doesn't work like any other social media. It's infuriating. Yeah. 
I think I've got oh it. Oh my now. god! I accidentally joined an NFT group on there, and I it took. Oh I had to like write them to be like, "How do I delete this? <laughs> I don't want this. I don't have any money for you. <laughs> I can't pay for your monkey." <laughs> yes. Now you're going to be getting spam about like you know whatever the the crazy crabs NFT launch forever. Oh my god! Kill me. Let's see. Back to the question prompts. I wrote Astro World Stampede. Question mark, which I think means we could probably just go into the episode. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, I, I have a philosophical question that I get garnered from this episode. Mm. Uh, can can you get angry enough to save your dad? No, <laughs> not <laughs> my dad. Not. That's why this is a fantasy show, Chris. <laughs> but did see, it just seemed like a, a very poignantly Freudian moment of Gohan be, being like, I've got to get angry enough to save my dad. You can't get angry enough to save your dad, but you can get angry enough to sleep with your mom. Mm, mm-hmm. And that's what Oedipus is about. <laughs> Speaking about Oedipus, who's sponsoring this week's show, Alex? Great question, Katie. Uh, we have a wonderful advertisement today from the Milk Crate Records on Instagram. Ooh. Do you like new metal? Punk, I do. Yes. Or Digimon? I I like all those things. Is Digimon some kind of new? Uh, I, I I mean I know what Digimon is, but I like imagining that Digimon is like some kind of new uh, subgenre of metal. It's, Honestly? Think, it's when you change. It's like a, a form of metal that changes a lot into into champions, I think. I, my experience with, with Zoomer music cultures is that, that there's no subgenre anymore and that they all experience all alternative culture at once. So I feel like there's going to be like a hyper-pop new metal uh, 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 cross breeding thing it probably already exists out there and i just sound like a thousand years old yeah you know? I, I went to a a hyper pop dance party on friday night and they like seamlessly re, uh mixed a like tech a hard techno drum and bass remix of dido with like system of a down into yeah. yeah into system of a down it was honestly pretty sick yeah for some reason digimon strikes me as more of a rap genre but that Ooh. may be conditioning yeah Digimon's whatever you want it to be, man. <laughs> That's right. We're anyway, all Digimon with the lights out. <laughs> anyway, I want to learn more what this is actually. Well, the whole ad says that it, it's a uh, uh, it's a Digimon Punk new metal EP on cassette tape. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, form of media easily accessible by all. Yeah, bro. We're we're advertising EPs now. We're far cooler than we were. Two weeks ago. <laughs> Wait, oh, so Chris, you that... can't see Chris is holding up a cassette tape. Yeah, I mean we did, I know. we did the same thing. We uh, pressed an episode of a podcast with a cassette tape, so just to make it as inaccessible. Oh. Do people have cassette players? Am I, I ha- going insane? <laughs> I have no idea. Theoretically, I haven't seen a cassette in twenty years. <laughs> they're back because they're really cheap to make and they look cute. And yes. they're better than ever. Um, so wait, this is a literal EP? Yeah, it's a what Digimon it? Punk new metal EP. It's called Milk Crate Records? On Milk Crate Records, Katie. Check them out on Instagram. And that is our Ballin' Out Super advertisement for the week. <laughs> if you'd like to advertise on Ballin' Out Super, pay us $20 and I'll say whatever the hell you put in an email. Yes. Look, you want me to, you want me to hurt somebody? 
Is that what you want? Could you just, just emotionally. $20? Could you <laughs> just can, with your words? Can we ad- do threats as advertisements? Can I just send you twenty dollars to uh, threaten people over this podcast? As long as Katie is not here, I will absolutely do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, actually. I I will accept that. I'll have a whole folder in the email that just, just like below board requests. <laughs> Okay, well, with that said, I think it is time to go into our next exciting episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai. What are we looking at today, Katie? I'm so glad you asked. Today's episode is titled Tears for an Android. <laughs> Gohan's inner rage bursts forth. Tears for an Android, man. Talk about an album title. Or, like, you know, <laughs> I just keep hearing like Kiss from a Rose, but it's like, baby. A dead android. <laughs> it's beautiful. So as we touched on before last episode, Android 16 bravely throws himself into the fold and he's like, I'm going to blow myself up and it's going to be such a big explosion that it will rock this earth. Save yourselves, run away. Oh, and then it. it's not that it just doesn't work. It's like he's glowing and he's like, wait, what? <laughs> Right, they left the glowing part in. And what I what I love about this is everyone's bracing themselves for impact, right? Including Krillin, who knows that he no longer has a bomb. Krillin is flinching, and then he stops flinching to be like, Oh, you don't know? <laughs> Bulma gave you voluntary surgery and took out your bomb. And then there's a quick cut to a... Uh, Bulma hanging out with Master Roshi. And Roshi's like, Bulma, is this true? And they do a flashback, and actually, it's pretty reasonable. It's her and her dad, Dr. Briefs, operating on Android 16, and he's like, hey, do you see that there's a bomb in here? And she's like, holy shit, this bomb could, like, end the entire world. And he's like, well, we uh, better defuse it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, okay. like, dramatically inert flashback <laughs> because, of, because of how reasonable it is. Yeah. Hey, is there they a bomb in here? Just... Yeah, let's take it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, you, uh, if you're going to have a flashback like that, you go ahead and not have the flashback at all, probably. <laughs> hey, that's another, it's another 90 seconds of the episode eaten up, you know? They got to fill that time, baby. I do like that uh, Dr. Briefs at some point was like, <laughs> that Dr. Giroux sure has a flair for the extreme. <laughs> like The people who make Dragon Ball Z hate getting feedback that their show is unclear, so that never happens <laughs> under Akira Toriyama's watch. <laughs> Everything is beaten to death. Uh, I think that if you are a doctor operating on a battle bot, you should leave the bomb in, and that is something I was raised to believe. And mm. I just need to say out loud while I have a platform. Do they teach you that in the Catholic Church? Yeah, that was every that bomb, was one of the first things you have to sacred. agree to before you get first communion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think that you would. Uh, you should at least get affirmative consent before you remove an android's bomb. Mm, yes, exactly. They didn't even take out the part that makes him want to kill Goku, but they took out the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and right. They, uh, yes. Because he shows up at the tournament and he's like, I'm here to help my new friends on Earth, except for you, Goku. Go fuck yourself. Who I'm programmed to destroy. But we'll get like to that a later. dog being friends with a mail truck. <laughs> Cell is extra bitchy this episode, which I just, I love for him. And so <laughs> he looks at 16 and he goes, you idiot. Not that that would even have worked. He immediately... <laughs> 
explodes Android 16 into literal pieces, like when you drop your speaking spell on the floor and all the batteries and stuff <laughs> flies out. And then Cell puts his foot on Android 16's disembodied head and literally soccer punts it, shorts of going goal. <laughs> and he kicks it towards the camera crew of uh, Dr. Um, Mr. Satan and, and crew. This rocks. I'm so happy for Cell right now. He's shining. He's on top of his game. And he's I, earned it, King. I really cackled at that soccer punt for a good five minutes. <laughs> I feel, it really. I feel bad for sixteen, not just for getting destroyed, but because he is like so worthless. Like he's not even worth getting absorbed by Cell. You know, Cell. Cell really had to go out of his way to get to absorb seventeen and eighteen. It was like the what thing he was made to do. But sixteen, he's like uh, trash, garbage. I kick you away. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even need to look at you. I'm not oh, even going to bring. <laughs> I can't be bothered to call an Uber to e-waste. <laughs> Just putting you on the curb. Uh, I can't allow 30-year-olds in my Discord server. <laughs> I'm sure you've, that- you guys have talked about this a, a lot, but it's fun going back to these episodes. Cell uh, really is a little bitch. Uh, oh, yeah. And as opposed to... Um, you know, I feel like Frieza was such like a, a good villain as like a megalomaniac who actually had like goals and objectives and these yeah. like worms of opponents were getting in his way and you could feel that like seething anger in Frieza and and Cell just the entire time for my memory is like is like, yeah, the I that I even deign to fight you is uh, it, it is uh, beneath me to even consider this. This is all but a game to me. Well, no, Cell's having the time of his life. So we've established a cell is a little bit drunk from brunch. Like it's cell cell is waiting for cocktail hour. And that's really all you need to know is she's just, it's her ring. She built it and she would like to have a party. Like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, He's kind of like an evil Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> like his, his arc is more existentialist than Frieza's. Like he doesn't have anything he wants. He's just perfect. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do about it. After he punts uh, Android 16's head, he literally goes, does anyone else want to try me or can we move on? <laughs> like, Great. Right. Back to bullying this child. <laughs> Gohan, I really would like to see you angry, sweetheart. You know, it's my party and I really want you to rage. What can we do? Let's count. One, <laughs> two, three. He counts to seven. Seven people that were let into my Studio 54 without my permission. Well, we better fuck them up. So after Android 7... <laughs> my brain is garbage. After Cell counts... It, Katie. Seven people. He does open up his little suck hole that's behind his wings. He's like, you thought you forgot about my disgusting cloaca two-way <laughs> butthole scenario. Well, guess what? It's still here. I'm still queer. Get used to it. Get and it starts it. pooping out little gooey babies that laugh like creepy Chucky dolls. And that is the birth of the Cell Juniors, which look like Cell, except they're chibified and they're like one foot tall. We have to talk about the process of birthing a Cell Jr., I think, because you know how he sucks in somebody and he'll either stab them and turn them into goo or uh, if they're a big fish like Android 17, he'll put his tail out and it will open up like a fan and then it'll 
it'll Venus fly trap them. And he kind of, it does I, that in reverse. Yeah, he kind of eats them like a snake, like just all in one bite, and then he like kind of absorbs them into, into him, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Over um, the process of three to five days, he digests Android <laughs> 17. I was a little disturbed that the Cell Juniors were born of a black Vistus goo, because that seems like maybe he's not getting enough vitamins or something, or like um, he's not like washing out his cloaca enough, but they are robots, so it's probably oil. It's oil. Um, I was thinking, natural. I was thinking about this because, you know, something that used to always annoy me about the Chucky franchise is I'm like, well, it's a doll, right? You can just like fucking put a bucket on its head or whatever. But um, but what it is, is when something's that small, but it moves really fast, it's disturbing. It's like the same idea of like a big rat, right? Yeah. Like on its own, a rat's not that scary in concept, but when it skitters by you, it's startling. And I think that's just like the whole reason why cell juniors are so gross they make like a wet noise when they come out that i really don't like i just like the whole the whole thing is is awful to me and then they're immediately like the most annoying by the toys character i've ever seen where they're like (laughs) 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 they're doing the japanese taunts baby Uh, (laughs) one tongue out i lid pull down i'm just a bad self butt spank yeah. He's symbol, but in a mean way. Um, I think the important question we have to ask ourselves is how much better would this show be if Cell counts his enemies, laughs, uh, gives birth to seven creatures through his tail, camera pans, we see seven large rats. <laughs> no changes. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be scary. Or they did like a DC classic where it's like goop versions of the Z-Boys. Ooh, no, mm, yeah. I, well, I, I don't want him to make copies of them. I want him to make a gross thing. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that he does make a gross thing in these. He, and does he make- really does. Yes. And you know what? What am I talking about? I had a great time. Maybe, maybe you just want them to be slimier. It does feel like they should be slimier because because <laughs> Cell is they very, dry uh, off so fast. Yeah, Cell is very uh like hard and shiny, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, he feels like he has like a carapace and then they're he, so wet when they come out. Before. Yeah. Yeah. He literally is born of like a cicada shell. So you would think they would need like at least a couple hours to harden. Yeah. Um, and, and he immediately looks at them and he's like calling them his offspring, which like for some reason really grossed me out instead of like, I almost wish they were just clones, but he's like, no, my offspring, those fools. Wipe them out. Take them away. And they all start fighting the Z-Boys. Goku announces, watch out. They're stronger than they look. And Vegeta is immediately so annoyed. And honestly, I do not blame him. Yes, I would be. (laughs) Oh, now now there are little ones? This is bullshit. It's very much like, to go back to the oldest gay trope of all time, uh, the Wicked Witch of the East sending her little monkeys on everybody because mm. it's very much mm. like, oh, my little Muppet babies, be gone. Like, do my bidding. They uh, they fuck everyone up while also being very annoying. And everyone's like fighting these little boogers while Cell just smirks. And like, you know. Well, he's I, proud of them. <laughs> yeah. And I just got to say, like, this this episode does a really good job of Yamcha, Tien, why are you here? Yes. I was thinking about that as like how, you know, because I'm just dropping in on one episode, like how weird their like power levels must be at this point where it's like, 
like Vegeta and Trunks are like, I am now Ultra Super Saiyan 2. And like, you know, Yamcha's like, I'm just a guy. I'm like a really strong guy, but I'm just a guy. And they I played if, on a baseball team. Yeah. And if like they're just holding their own against Vegeta, they should like be able to take Tien and Yamcha apart. Yeah, exactly. This is one of the best examples early in the show of the power scaling starting to fall apart. Yeah. Because they they have Trunks fight Cell one-on-one like 10 episodes ago, and like he loses, but it's not like you couldn't sub him in for (laughs) Krillin. If they're all fighting little dudes, one of them should be, you know, because here's the fight that we get to watch and enjoy a lot of. If you're listening at home, this is what you're missing. It'll be a big guy trying to punch a small guy just missing his head and then the small guy just missing his head and then them kind of like doing that back and forth. Yeah, it's a lot of mischief and kind of a weird comedy break for what is objectively the like peak the dialogue <laughs> we're missing the is the words why i oughta <laughs> yeah thrown in there a lot i like when the um, little one dives underground and then comes up directly under uh, uh goku yeah so right. yeah, the the announcer the television announcer with the human like c squad of wrestlers is uh saying a bunch of stuff he's like oh my god you know mr satan you gotta get in there and help out and he's like uh, I'm gonna keep selling my stomach pain. He's I have got a stomach pain. Ache. Oh, I, I had forgotten about all the Mr. Satan business during this, but mm-hmm. I very much enjoyed getting some uh, uh, classic Mr. Satan cowardice in this episode. Yeah, and the babies are like fucking everyone up and doing little karate moves and just like tossing Goku around like a ragdoll. And that's when uh, <laughs> Piccolo's like, Yamcha, Tien, you useless potato sacks. Goku's fucked up because he's our stupidest but strongest friend and he used all his power fighting before. You gotta you gotta get in there and do anything. Can you do fucking anything, please? Right. And they're like, words. Yeah, the two of us can throw one of them kinda in the ground. He's like, Great, good effort. Fuck. That was great. And it because they're friends, they can work together. But it did the second they started working together, I think they're in trouble because Who's going to have better teamwork? Like the seven guys who see each other once every five years or seven identical twins who just were born a moment ago. Who probably have some weird psychic powers. They'll have twin telepathy. It's like a bunch of Zack and Cody's. It's like fighting (laughs) seven Zack and Cody's. (laughs) Um, I think Uh, I wanted to bring this up about the Mr. Satan thing. Uh, because he's just, he's declared he has a, he ate bad eggs <laughs> four episodes ago. And every episode since someone has brought up like, I know you ate eggs, but this is like kind of a pretty big deal. I don't know. Maybe you should get in there. And he has to reassert his, his illness. And it does remind me like when you make up a sickness to get out of work and then people like keep texting you about it. So you have to keep adding details. <laughs> yes. I, I'm yeah. not better yet. I, the fever. It's kicking in. I, I, I didn't now. have enough time to flush the toilet between shitting and vomiting. Does that make you feel better for checking up on me? Do you want a picture? I, I'd send a picture. <laughs> 
I would really appreciate the Hercule version who just keeps us insisting he's shitting and vomiting, but it's like not in the show, but he's like, I keep shitting. He's like behind a rock, like slightly behind the TV crew. No, I'm, I'm shitting back here. It's bad. Don't come back here. It's full um, of shit. So, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit. At one point, the little cells kick Krillin in the face and then they land on him and they start just kicking him like like Goodfellas style, yeah. just like in the thing. And uh, Gohan's like having this moment. He's like, hey, uh, everyone here has died before, so we can't wish him back if they died again. And Cell's like, yes, get angry, Gohan. Show me your yes. And, uh, a baby breaks Yamcha's arm, which really should have happened episodes ago. And then Piccolo and Goku... Are punched in the stomach with the weakest part of the body. <laughs> and uh Goku's like, This is this is pretty bad, my dudes. And that's when Gohan's like, Oh, they're like gonna die. All of them. How can I stop Cell? How do I get angry enough to save, save my, my dad? dad? <laughs> save my absentee father and my real father, Piccolo. That's a great uh, question. How do I get angry? Yeah, I feel like you're in the wrong mind state if you're framing it that way. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, they're, if, if it's not, oh, they're imminently going to be murdered by this, uh, like, bionic madman. But how do I channel this into some kind of emotional response? <laughs> yeah, it's like... And we've said this on other episodes. Cell has been murdering people this entire time. Doesn't he do, He's like, a light genocide, like, three episodes earlier? He, he wipes out entire, yeah. He wipes out an entire city's population, multiple cities' population. Like clothes are left in the ground, cars in the street. Well, <laughs> like, uh, the you know, are uh, very clear. Go, Gohan's channeling that Stalin mindset of uh, you know one death's a tragedy, a hundred thousand deaths is a statistic. Right. He sees his I, bold statistic and uh, <laughs> yeah. insists that maybe he'll change his mind during the fight. Listen, Gohan needed therapeutic like intervention about 900 episodes ago you know what i'm saying like uh, it's too late he should have spent a year in the hyperbolic uh time chamber with a damn therapist right just figuring some stuff out Is that <laughs> which this again he had the opportunity to do and chose not to <laughs> yeah i uh it's at this point the camera crew reasonably is like I think us as normal people should fucking leave. And I really feel most bad for the camera guy who's literally just showed up today to go to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just non-union. And then the other wrestlers are like, yeah, let's go. And Mr. Satan, you know, he's still selling the stomach, but he's like, yeah, I'll fuck these guys up after I get my medicine. And then all of a sudden they hear, wait, and they're like, what is that? And it is the disembodied head of Android 16 on the ground like, hey, buddy, g give me a lift. I have something to tell the little boy over there. To which and they respond, and I quote, but you're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Android 16 is like playing some mind games. He's like, you claim to be the champion, but are you the champion, champion? Choose to be a champion. Move my head. Do you ever... Do you ever stop and ask yourself how Android 16 got so wise in the like three years he's been awake or however long it's been? Six months? Just, uh, you know, he was built that way, baby. I mean, you were saying that that's maybe some of the stuff that we learned lost in the, the Kai edit of just, you know, the very important world building shots of him 
uh, looking at a butterfly while the androids plan plan to murder everybody on Earth. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Satan finds his cojones and decides that he is going to do this. So he grabs the head. And he starts running through the the shrapnel like he's in a World War II movie. And then he's like, at this point that he's like, kick, throw my head. Throw me. Throw Throw my head. (laughs) Oh, and crying as the Muppet Babies fuck everyone up. And he's, you know, Cell is loving this. He's like, he just needs a little push. He's about to get so angry. So he's like, my babies, now kill them for real, Z. After all the Z crew has been through, it would be especially humiliating to be just to be finally wiped out by these awful little little children. These nasty guys. Yeah, these tiny, nasty boys. We love to hate them, these (laughs) nasty ones. And And then I was very surprised Cell gives them an order, and even though their whole personality has been being Bart Simpson-like scamps, they all hop to it lickety-split. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is the juniors are very obedient. Um, They're good guys. (laughs) It would be funny if they had Cell's exact personality, and they just spent the entire time immediately after they were born, standing aloofly and saying, but we are perfect. <laughs> Stop voguing. Yes. Stop voguing and kill them. Um, so the order to actually kill really gets Gohan upset. Um, and right when shit's about to pop off, boing, it's an Android 16 head <laughs> to drop some wisdom. But like, is it wisdom? Because it's literally the same thing everyone else has said. Yeah. So hey, he's Gohan. like, Gohan, I know Gohan. you're... Some people can't be reasoned with. For example, a robot bug man that has genocide <laughs> several cities and set off several bombs. I don't know why you were trying to talk to him. Release I your honestly anger. couldn't think of a better hypothetical, Gohan. Uh, look, I, my, my emotional reasoning is not strong. I am a machine. Um, and he even he says something weird like, do it for justice. Go be smooth. Do it for the Gipper, go on. <laughs> and, uh, like, you know. I like his being like, I have come to love the flowers. Do <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, he's like, Gohan, you, you gotta, I love the animals and the flowers. You gotta protect him. And then Cell comes up and he's like, God, just shut up. Oh, and the he's, head talking? I'll, step, I'll get rid of that. <laughs> Which, like, fair. He steps on the head rather violently and that's like the people part of him so the blood comes out and then you watch a computer chip slowly die and then uh, this is it is funny that he like he's like get me to gohan i have a speech to give him then finished the speech and was like all right now that's over what do i like birds birds i like trees (laughs) bugs they're in there i this next sequence is hilarious where it's like gohan then Thinks about a bird so for a long time. <laughs> it's like three different shots of Gohan thinking about a bird that has no significance or relationship to anyone in the show. It's like that wolf shirt with like the three different angles yes. of just him like thinking about a bird. bird it goes like on for superimposed like superimposed over his head. It's like a minute thirty seconds of him thinking about a fucking. Bird. Yeah, you think it would be like images of like. Krillin being godfather kicked or his father like succumbing right. to the blows of a of a menacing child but yeah it's like i saw i did see a bird once oh that bird it oh, makes me yeah. so angry <laughs> and then he just yeah you know what my man who 
<laughs> Nothing makes him angry. I get thinking about birds. <laughs> Turns out that's why they couldn't get him to access his anger before, because like as a weird childhood coping mechanism, he thinks about a bird every time he gets angry. And now he's like, that's the only way he knows how to access his memory. I'm just so imagining goes, like adult Gohan, like having to, to like interrogate a villain, a Hannibal Lecter style. And he, and, and the villains like, tell me about the birds, Gohan. Do they still tweet <laughs> at night? Oh my God. <laughs> quah, quah. Quah, quah. Do, do you think the bird he's invented? So he pictures a big red flopping bird. Yeah. And I am given the impression because Android 16 has red hair, that's supposed to be Android 16, but what if he was a bird? Wonder well, if he that's came back just as a bird. terrible storytelling because and there's no implication. that's what I wanted to get around to. What would he be like as a bird? Just a bird that wants to kill Goku, and that's all <laughs> it cares about? It's just like a bird that loves being a bird, except it's always shitting on Goku's car. <laughs> like, it's just like, what? I love being me. It rocks. Um, Gohan is a tough boy now. He goes, he's, he's already Super Saiyan, but it's like going off the chain now. And uh, the you ground super, breaks. Is this technically Super Saiyan 2 yet? We I, we haven't said it out loud yet, but this I haven't seen the electricity yet. But uh, he's crying. Finally pushed to his breaking point by Cell. Gohan just lets his anger boil over. What's going to happen next time on Dragon Ball Z? Well, you know why we can't tell? Because... Why? Super Saiyan 2 looks just like Super Saiyan 1 plus lightning. Yep. But aren't there like intermediary levels? Like haven't uh, like Trunks and Vegeta attained like Super Super Saiyan, but that's not Super Saiyan 2? Now Isn't there one where they just get real, real bulky? They get very big, but at what cost? <laughs> and then the, there's a whole arc where Trunks gets like three times as wide as he is tall. And then Vegeta gives him a dressing down about like, we all know that's not as good. Everyone <laughs> knows that. Look how wide I've gotten, father. Don't get that wide. Don't get that wide. <laughs> not, not in this house. It's impractical. <laughs> well, fellas. Out of seven Dragon Balls, what do we rate and review this episode, starting with Wide Boy, Alex Patak? Oh, Katie. Uh, it's This is hard for me because I'm very tempted to give it all seven Dragon Balls, one for each of the Cell Juniors who I love. <laughs> <laughs> My precious boys. And then we get Super Saiyan 2, debatably. We get extra... Uh, 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 we get extra Android 16 time and we get a wonderful Cell Jr. fight which has all kinds of shenanigans in it. I don't know what else you're looking for in a Dragon Ball Z episode. I think I have to give this seven Dragon Balls. Woo! All right. Strong showing from editor of the show, Alex Patak. All right. You know I don't want to do it. <laughs> Chris, what uh, do you give this? I I can't go all seven, but I am going to give six for just dropping back into the series. This really had, again, everything that I'm looking for. Uh, tons of needless exposition, uh, at least one decent fight, um, some like bizarre parent-child robot psychology, um, you know, some good villain speeches. Uh, I guess the only thing that this is missing for me from a perfect Dragon Ball episode is at least one beam. Like one real strong energy beam moment, uh, which I'm always uh, looking forward. For. I mean, Vegeta did fuck that one guy up. Well, he tried to. Yeah, I need he like a good a like charge gun? up moment, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, you want like, a real like, dramatic full... like like uh, mm -hmm. you know charge up and 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 like highlighted beam. 
I do think we have to say for the audience, he does like a big Gallic gun, like a planet destroying thing at a cell junior because he gets so mad at it for taunting him. And then the cell junior like smacks it around and it just blows up like a state somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like so annoyed by it. He's like, God damn it. It's too small. I would love. <laughs> uh, Fuck you. I would love. I feel like you could get a lot of juice. Of, of just Vegeta having to fight the Cell Juniors and just being so yeah. irritated by them. I'm They're sure so small, a- I should be able to destroy these easily. I'm sure that was a whole episode that got cut out. I, I, I'm also with Chris. I'm only going to give it six out of seven because I didn't have that moment where I stood up and I'm like, fuck yeah, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. But yeah, if it had, overall, if it had ended, pretty good. If it had ended on a Super Saiyan 2 Gohan like landing the first punch of their fight on Cell, I... Uh, I, I think I would have appreciated that more, yeah. but I'm sure I'm that always... that's like the first 10 minutes of the next episode of the just him thinking about punching. I mean, the Android 16 getting exploited the first time almost got me there. I'm always looking for that future trunk slices Frieza in half moment yes. to really get me to a full seven. But someone here disagrees with us, which is ironic because he also has to go use the bathroom for some reason. So I'm just going to now summon the eternal dragon Shenron. So our guests can enjoy a wish. <laughs> it's for okay, the best. I got all these balls lined up. Uh, arise Shenron. Squee, squee. I'm a bird. bird <laughs> oh, it's bird watching Shenron, who's also a bird. I, I, I love Oh, wow. Well, Shenron, we've uh, summoned you here because somebody collected all the Dragon Balls, but we would like to give our wish to our guest as tradition. Chris, what would you like to ask the Eternal Dragon for? Um, I wish that the, um, the bagel that I asked uh, my wife Molly to pick up for me and told her quote surprise me on the uh, fillings I hope it's exactly what I wish uh, I, I want it to be without having a concrete idea of what I was even asking for now Chris you know I'm a bird right? Yes am I supposed to ask for bird related gifts or wishes? You know how bagels make me feel right? Uh, you like eating their scraps off the ground in the park? That's right I like eating their scraps so the second you tell me you're getting a bagel, new wish, me eating your bagel. No, please. I'm the one making the wishes. You don't get to take my gifts from me. Damn. I'm, I'm chattering on it with my little beak. No, oh, no, come on. Throw my all head right. up and I'm all these it dragon down. Okay, oh, I'm all so good. I'm opening the window and pushing this dragon bird out the door with a broom. <laughs> all right, that's it. Thanks for nothing. Well, oh, Alex, you're back. You missed a really upsetting dragon. <laughs> yeah, so I, I have a... Uh, something's wrong with my intestines. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you have Mr. Satan disease. Speaking <laughs> of dragons, do we have any dragon mail this week, or are we moving on? Great question, Katie. I think it's time for dragon mail. It's time for dragon mail. Give me some of that dragon The mail this week is entitled Game Time from reader Bennett Christensen. Game time! Game time. Uh, here's the email. It says, what's up, ballers? What's up? What's up? What the, what the fuck is up? Uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! episodes behind the paywall and the inescapable influence of Squid Game 
have been nostalgic for childhood games. If you were to make an anime about a children's game, what would you pick? Personally, uh, I'd love to see a brutal cutthroat portrayal of a lava tag tournament. Squeeze, squeeze, Bennett. Oh, that's a good question, Bennett. Squeeze, squeeze. I, I think I would do uh, Red Rover. Red Rover is fucking brutal. But it would be like, yeah, it would be like Battle Red Rover, and it'd be like super grotesque where people's arms and bones would break off and stuff. That's essentially what Attack on Titan becomes, you could argue. <laughs> Mm, what are some good kid games? They do Jax in Squid Game. You can't say Jax. They do that that weird Korean version of of Jax with like the the pads that you slap. Yeah, you slap the pads. I don't P- understand how you could throw a pad at the ground and it would flip ever. I mean, it seemed very difficult. That guy got slapped a lot of times. Hmm. I would like to see a really dramatic, like fight sequence like anime fight sequence style animation of a game of duck duck goose excellent <laughs> choice because the goose transformation alone would make a lot of money yeah you could yeah it's like a there's like a full power-up sequence when the person becomes the goose you uh, have to get mad yes you have to get mad to become the goose goose mode yeah. think of everyone who's ever wronged you and stolen your bread yes and i would choose Card games again. I just love these card games. There should be also, another card game anime. We can also do like a whimsical slice of life high school romance about hopscotch. Where oh. It's like called like hop along. And it's like, <laughs> come like, oh, this is a bunch of blushing girls, like trading pieces of cake and not making eye contact. It's like the secret after school hopscotch club. And you have to get in, yeah. you know, special invite to it and stuff like that. But it's in a beautiful garden. Mm. <laughs> By the abandoned old gym equipment area. There are stakes. If, if you, oh, you lose get a game of out. Cash and you get hopped out. So God forbid. Yeah, it gets really dark really fast. Um, if, you, if you have a full Japanese production studio and would like to make any of the ideas, be sure to send us an email, ballingoutsuper at gmail.com. We're looking to get paid, okay? I love getting paid, but you know what? I'm hearing that sound. Coming around the bend, that's right. Plug a plug a choo choo. Right, it's the plug train. It's the plug train. Chris, tell us all the stuff. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I produce a uh, a podcast called Chapo Trap House that doesn't really need that mu- any plugging. But we did just launch a new series called Hinge Points, which is uh, Matt Chrisman and Danny Bessner um, talking. I, I you know I'd say the one sentence plug is historical what ifs, but it's more just like looking at important moments in history and kind of see dis- discussing how they went and imagining if they went a different way uh so that just launched uh first episodes free the rest are going to be on our patreon for subscribers i also produce uh two podcasts uh with my uh wonderful wife molly uh the first is called and introducing in which we uh talk about uh words about music um mm-hmm. and uh we just la- ha- put up a good episode with the uh, parquet courts where we talk about bands that have brothers in them which is like a shit ton of bands a lot of bands mm-hmm. are bands of brothers a world of bands and then we're about to put up one this week that uh i think is really fun uh is um we're talking with the guys from the indie heads podcast about jared leto's self-directed documentary about 30 seconds to mars which is a very bizarre piece of media and the 30 seconds to mars yes. is another bu- a brother band <laughs> Uh, it's a, a documentary effectively directed by Jared Leto about Jared Leto, about how the media industry has been very unfair to Jared Leto. 
Uh, very unfair. It's, it's, very wrong. Uh, that hopefully that episode will be going up um, this week, and it's a lot of fun. Um, so that's and introducing. Find that wherever uh, podcasts are made. We also do another show called Infinite Cast, in which Molly uh, reads Infinite Jest to me, and I figure out if it's good for for dudes or not. Um, <laughs> Because I've never read it, and she has, and she's a, uh, a big fan of it. So she, we just kind of like read the book and discuss, and you know, we're we're trying to figure out if if, if um you know if it's if it is just for dudes or if the ladies can like Infinite Jest as well. How far in are you? We're about to hit halfway. We've been doing it in about Damn. ten minute, ten page chunks every week for uh, like since last September. Uh, it, oh my god! It really is going to take forever, <laughs> but it's it's actually been a lot of fun, and I will honestly say. Uh, even if like making David Foster Wallace based media content is a little cringe, I honestly think some of my best podcasting uh, and most fun that I'm having doing podcasts right now comes into the discussions with those. So uh, it's very specific, but you can basically use the pod as an audiobook for the book if you're into that kind of thing. But that's uh, I was about cast. to say, I don't want to have to buy the like my partner has like a whole compendium like volume that you're supposed to read along with it to understand it. I'm like, I don't got the time. Uh, just it's already so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Well, yeah, just listen to uh, me and Molly cl- uh, joke about it uh, in, you know, 45 minute chunks uh, over on infinite cast. It's a, I think it's a pretty good way to absorb the book. Alex Patak, what you got going on? I'd like to plug David Foster Wallace, a young and emerging artist. I want you to support his work. Um, in the meantime, if you are looking for things that I'm doing, I will put all of them on my Twitter at Patak Test Kitchen. That is P-T-A-K Test Kitchen. And then hopefully there's a new and exciting thing coming out soon on there. But it might be a minute. But you, who knows? Who knows <laughs> who when knows? you're listening to this now? What is the time, t- really? Uh, who knows? And uh, you could find me on Twitter at Katie Rose. Please check out Al Bummer on the giant bomb behind the paywall stream last week they did uh crazy frogs eight crazy hits or some shit like that it was a crazy frog album i didn't i wasn't there for that episode so god bless me and then this week we're doing the new limp biscuit album which i say is very good uh and as, i'm very much looking forward to that uh, it's really fun mu- uh, and it's podcast? short uh you're doing a music podcast with uh giant bomb yes we should have you guys on and intro sometime if you like to come i will always talk about niche music forever Great, we'll figure out some way to, <laughs> to bring you, you, you guys on it's my favorite thing to do and uh as always please check out the balling out super patreon if you love gaming we're doing Yu-Gi-Oh, and let me tell you it's it, there's not a ghost of a chance that you won't enjoy it <laughs> there's uh, not a ghost of a chance uh that's been us for this week please come back next week for balling out Super, 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 super.